follow some change. Mm-hmm. Cool, 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 cool. Is that from a concert or from an album? It's from a concert, okay. I think it's from a concert. I see the Seattle, Washington. What, did you buy it? Uh, online. Oh, you bought it online? Mm-hmm. No, I thought you bought it, like, second-hand store. No, no, no. The, uh, Which they is came into per- town or something, and that's, uh, uh, that's like their 2022 or whatever t-shirt. Did they come to Houston? Mm-hmm. Did yeah. you go see him? No. Didn't get a chance? No. Unfortunately. It's too bad. I know. That should be my bit. Fuck Ticketmaster should be my bit. <laughs> yeah, they overpriced a little bit. No, oh, Ticketmaster was fine. Go to the venue. You just, Ticketmaster was great. You just couldn't buy anything from them because you couldn't get any access to it. And the you can't go to the venue anymore. The venue does not sell the tickets anymore. Ouch. That's why Ticketmaster is now getting sued by like 20 different people. They're starting a class action lawsuit for yeah, it. Yeah, because it's a monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. Because nice. And then they merge with, well, I mean, it happened a while ago, Stop but they up. merge with Live live, um, live Nation. Live Nation. Well, StubHub is a secondhand reseller anyway. But that has a partnership with Ticketmaster, which basically means they're like, oh, we did all this stuff to make sure that there weren't resellers. But StubHub, you can have a bunch of tickets, though, and you're gonna get, we're going to get all the fees off of it and do everything like that. Sounds great. Ask, Sounds great. Ask cool. us how much we spent Don't for ask me. I don't want to tell you. Two tickets to go see Taylor Swift. Y'all are dumb. In the, like, no, almost se- nosebleeds se- of NRG. Yeah, you're dumb. Section 625, we are at least looking at the stage. I could have paid $350 a ticket. I wish. <laughs> yeah. I fucking wish. That was that was uh that was yeah. ac- that was actual retail price. I would, Good guess on the actual say, retail price. Say three fifty it would be the tickets for the, the upper seats that would be that's, for Taylor that, Swift. That's what they were actually selling. But for. going for any resales or anything like well, that, you probably spent what, about eight hundred to a thousand dollars a ticket. It was six hundred dollars a ticket Ouch. plus the hundred and thirty three dollars each in fees. Wow, hundred and thirty what? What fees? 13, uh Processing fees Go and fuck yourself. handling fees. I'm like, you're not even handing me a fucking paper <laughs> ticket. Yeah, how is there a processing fee? How is there a handling fee? Yeah, it, it's at well, and then we won't even get the tickets because it's a reseller. We are not guaranteed to get the tickets until 48 hours before the event. So I may not even actually get tickets, and they may just refund us two days before the event and go, oh, sorry. <laughs> why, would, why would you even tell me that part? I guess I shouldn't have brought that up. That is <laughs> technically a possibility. <laughs> Because it happens. That per- that person could technically cancel the sale and go, oh, never mind. I decided to go because I didn't get more money for the other ticket than I wanted. So I'm going to use these tickets. Bye. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, because what happened was is uh, Taylor Swift's is. like management team or whatever went to Ticketmaster and was like, listen. She hasn't lot, toured in like five years. Lot, it's been like four. Well, five and four is pretty close. Um, can, are you going to be able to handle the amount of people that are going to like this is going to be really in demand? And they're like, yeah, 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 we got it. So I they had they had a pre-sale <laughs> um, for Capital One card holders as well as verified uh, Ticketmaster fans, fans or whatever. Um, we did not get into the waiting line for either of those. Um, day one, the site crashed. They had to push the during the, the pre-sale, the pre-sale, the site crashed. They had to push it to the next day. Yeah, because by the millions time of people jumped on that to get any ticket anywhere. To by get the to time it. the general the sale was supposed to happen on Friday, tickets were sold out. But you could already get them on resale sites. Yep, you could already. I could already go on StubHub and get them. Yeah, because 
those resales were like, sweet, let's fucking buy like fucking 500 of those. Oh, things. it was absolutely ridiculous. Was we even insane. tried to game the system a little bit on that too. Like my uh, my boss is going and I also like. And she got into the pre-sale and so she was going to get all of us tickets and then we were going to pay her back. She's like, you, you can just pay me back. I'll just get as many tickets as I can. You guys can just pay me back. I'm like, sounds great. I don't, I don't even care. Just pick them. I'll fucking pay you because it's going to be cheaper than me buying a resale. She goes, they would only let me buy two tickets. And I'm like, what? And like, she's like, I tried, but I could only, at the time I was trying to buy it, you couldn't buy four tickets because there was not four tickets together anywhere in the entire stadium. In all of NRG, there was not four tickets together. Who cares? No, I don't have it, but, but that's, the, but again, that's how Ticketmaster's set up. If you want to buy four tickets, you have to buy them in a set. You had to buy them together. And if they aren't together, you had to buy them separate. And guess what? If you wanted to buy them separate, you then had to get back into the uh, queue if and wait you another even, two. You could get in. And then and that's what she tried to do. And then they shut the queue off and said the uh, pre-sale is closed. Sorry, before she could do it. So I'm sorry. She's like, I'm sorry. I had to get mine because my wife's going to divorce me if I don't get them. So. Wait, you, you got, they were resale, but you got them through Ticketmaster, right? No, I got them through um, StubHub, I think. I'm pretty sure with either of those, like they're they should be guaranteed. Aren't they're they? technically guaranteed. I, I, like I said, they're supposed to be. Um, let's see. But yeah, needless Unless to someone's say, someone's willing to spend more money than you. Oh, um, <laughs> if I had fifty thousand dollars, we could go sit front row near the stage, like in, at the stage. Yeah. Welcome uh, to the elitist, elitist Hollywood, right there. I was. I mean, and then, because then, yeah, then you we can just thank started. Taylor Swift for that. Oh, Taylor's pissed. Fuck Taylor. She was pissed. She'd be like, "Lower these all these ticket costs. Take all take all the tickets away from everyone and lower, lower them down and give people money. Whatever you want to do." Seriously, doubt money. there's any way she can do that. That's why the class. She's the performer. That's why the class action lawsuit is happening. Is because it's not like she could just go to NRG Stadium and be like, "No, don't go through Ticketmaster. You have to." Sell them direct because no, no, they no. can't do that. Uh, Taylor Swift could be like, nah, I'm not going on tour. Just for that reason. But she doesn't give a shit. Well, then she could get sued. Good. Let her get sued. She'll be like, I made a stand. And then all her fans are going to fucking go after Tickmaster and everybody else. And she can counter sue and say, you, you price gouged all that shit. You made my tickets, my performance be at a disadvantage. And you actually hurt me versus actually helping you. Because I don't see any of those sales. And I... No, I guarantee no, no. she doesn't get any of like half of that money. No, no, no. She gets she gets the ticket sales. Oh, but so, not so, the resale money. And she doesn't get all of the fees that Ticketmaster charges. That's where they make their money because they technically don't make anything off the sale of the ticket. That is split between the venue and the artist. That's why they pay. That's why they make you so charge. Again, that's so why they charge you a hundred dollars a ticket. She's getting fifty thousand dollars for front row seats for. No, she doesn't get that. So people. She doesn't get that. That's a ticket sale. No, her front her front row seats did not cost that much. That's how much they cost resale. That, yeah, that was the resale m- amount. Sorry. They were like a thousand dollars each. Not gonna be not gonna lie on that one. So she did get money from the original thousand dollars or whatever. Why can I not find my fucking tickets? I just want to know who's reselling them then. Uh, basically, anyone who has a verified account to resale on StubHub or Ticketmaster. <laughs> I mean, I could go on, like, I have, it, for example, say that I had bought Taylor Swift tickets, like, straight out the presale, and so I could go on StubHub right now and put them up for sale. We almost had to do that for the, the Eagles concert when they 
um, rescheduled because we didn't know if we were going to be able to get to Colorado. So, yeah, like, when it comes to reselling, like, Taylor did, doesn't see, the artist doesn't see any of that money. When do those tickets come out again? When do we buy those? A couple weeks ago. Can't you just search, like, StubHub? Yeah, I can't. Uh, bought them from? No, I can't find them now. When I was searching them, they weren't coming up, and I was very confused. So she's performing three nights here in Texas? Oh, yeah. yeah. In Houston. How many tickets do I want? One, two. She better play fucking Witch Bucket. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll, I'll keep you. Uh, I don't think she's going to play Witch Bucket. You don't know that. Yeah, yeah so fucking... <laughs> so... Tickets behind. There's no tickets behind her. That's good. I was looking at no, this. No, show. No. Like, is there any tickets no, behind her? There's open right tickets. Now? There are any tickets left behind her. You could buy tickets behind the stage for six hundred dollars a piece either. Two. Where the fuck? Well, I'm looking at Saturday the twenty second in April, and there's two tickets in the upper six twenty eight section. Where is that at? Yeah, we're in. We're in like six. That is table. that is pretty much behind the stage. That's so stupid. Yeah, we're in we're in section six twenty five. No, you did not send me a copy. You're in section six twenty five, so you guys are behind the stage, and you paid eight hundred dollars. I'm so sorry. We're not behind the stage. We're in six twenty five. Six twenty five is behind the stage. No, sorry, not six twenty five. We're in then. <laughs> sorry, same. we're in section six forty four. Okay, yeah, then sorry, you're in front. So I know six twenty five was the one that stuck in my head because I'm like, it's behind the fucking stage. Yeah. Why are you even selling that ticket? <laughs> yeah, that's so stupid. Yeah, they'll be ready on Thursday, March 9th. Even six twenty eight is behind the stage. You're literally cattywampus to the stage. Like at least like friggin'. There, I mean, there's big screens behind it, but yeah, you're paying a bunch of money to watch her on a TV. Yeah. You're paying $400 each for each of these tickets, just for those back seats. There's tickets in 632, which is like stage left, and that's for 450 One of the best-selling sections for this event. Yeah, no shit, because it's unrestricted. <laughs> it's fucking right at stage left, so you can at least see, see the stage. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's like, oh, i got to get at least the cheapest tickets I can to enjoy the event. God, that's so stupid. Well, no, that's absolutely ridiculous. I agree. I don't see why you guys would pay that much. I just pay pay-per-view for the fucking show. Because it's not going to be on pay-per-view? Pay-per-view. Or just wait for the... It's or gonna... just not bother. It's going to end up being on Disney Plus at some point in time, probably. Too, but... Just wait for Disney Plus. But I get to get a fucking live it for once. Section 110, row K, 855 bucks. Where's 110? Oh, yeah, there's tickets available now. We've just... One one ten one ten is stage right, but it's gonna be kind of like floor view. Just, I mean, there's tics, tickets available for cheaper than what you bought. Yeah, but in the shittiest spot you can possibly be. Yeah, not entirely. But you also remember that part of what we paid was the like the fees. Again, I only paid six hundred. The tickets themselves were only six hundred bucks. Five thirteen. Where's five thirteen? Are you in what's, Ticketmaster or StubHub? StubHub. And they're still pricing it. What's, what's floor level? H. Yeah. H row 20, two seats. Yeah. Uh, $1,400 each. Let's see. The tickets were actually, the tickets were $495 each. What about A? 
plus $278.96 in fees and $23 in tax. Row A, or Section A, Row 24, $2,696 each. So actually, where we're at actually ends up not being terrible, technically. Row A, Row 16, closer to the stage, 1500 bucks. Why are the ones behind in row 24 like more, more expensive? That doesn't make any sense. Well, you also remember that like that people are just that's what people think they can get for those tickets. That's not what Ticketmaster was selling those tickets for. Here's here's oh, okay. Section C row 16, $3500 each, VIP access with private entrance and restrooms. Priority entry, early access includes VIP pass. You'll be seated together. Fine. $3,500 each. You guys got a credit card? Not one with <laughs> that, uh, limit on it. Taylor! Uh, anyway, we should start the show. God, this is fucking... Oh, was the show not started? Oh, I, I, thought, mean, I thought we were going to include I this. can see you were recording that the whole time. Like I said, I just assumed... I we usually were, can't. I, I assumed we were going to use that. I would never pay that much yeah, for any tickets. Yeah, but we haven't actually done like the... Yeah, you should probably do that. Say hi to everyone. I would, I would nice never pay One that. episode where we never do a cold open. <laughs> just go in, see what happens. Oh, yeah. And we're also people. Welcome to the 8-Bit Cat Show, a place where friends geek out over the nerdy things we love, sometimes with cats. Every now and then. Bailey is sleeping. I don't want to disturb her. She's being so good. No, she's got Hi, Bailey. You Aww. fucker. <laughs> I'm your host, Stephanie Katz. With us tonight, Zach. Hola, como esta? Pita. Hi. Yum, yum. <laughs> My flavor saver is clean. So happy for you. I trimmed it up a little bit. No, no, mine's, mine's growing out. I have like fuzzies and stuff all touch my lips it's not the best oh it was it was really bad i, I actually i guess sort of participated in no shade november and by that i uh just got lazy uh, <laughs> so it kind of like got all like oh, it was blurry. it was super stringly i'm like ooh, that's uh that's getting a little uh out of hand there i need to at least clean that up <laughs> a little bit when it's, you get the you get the ones where they go up like into your nose, into your nose. and like grab your nose hair and you're like that's, that is not fun that's because you're sleeping on it and when yeah. you slept on it it yeah. just kind of gets it right up in there yeah. it's good times now you've completely disturbed her. I was just trying to pet you. She's so confused. How dare you? <laughs> anyway, so we finished Andor. Peter, did you watch it at all? Yeah, I finished it yesterday. Nice. I watched, started and finished it yesterday. And that's actually pretty impressive because that's that's quite a bit of content with 12, 12 episodes on it. Uh, it was nice to get a new Star Wars show that wasn't about a disgruntled father figure taking on a, a child reluctantly. Uh, yeah. Uh, Which has been almost every Star Wars show since the Clone Wars. It's kind of been every Star Wars. That's kind of what they are. <laughs> Not really. Struggling fathers. Uh, it's bad father figures, at least. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bad father figures in Star Wars. Bailey no, it was really good. I really liked it. Um, I will say, I don't know. I don't know if there's enough interviews about uh, George Lucas's relationship with his dad. Now I think I needed to hear more about that. <laughs> you were saying? I really enjoyed it. Um, I did. Like, 
y'all were exactly right and that I was like yeah this is definitely something i would have wanted to see yeah no i, I thought i thought it would definitely be right up your alley i it's one of my favorite uh, of the new disney pieces of star wars i think it's probably my favorite bit that they've added absolutely that since disney fully took over it's probably the, my the best bit that's been added i I there's definitely I will give in to some of the arguments out there that people are like it's boring it, it, it's slow you're not necessarily wrong there isn't a huge action sequence in every single episode it's not a Kenobi it's not a thing like that but I think that really helps it honestly because if you took the Star Wars out of it it'd still be a great fucking show yeah there's quite a bit of it that I mean it doesn't even necessarily need to be Andor no, honestly it could have no, just been a random character 100% um, but no I mean it is going to be fun for them to try and rationalize the uh, the argument he makes in Rogue One of, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. It seems like you've been in this fight since you were like 30. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think he's younger than we think he is in the show. I think he's like late 20s. He looks I don't like think he's... I don't, well, yeah, he's not exactly the point, well, yeah. but I, I, get you, I get what you mean. Right. Well, like I said, he was the right age when they cast him in Rogue One, and that was how many years ago now? And yeah, now he looks 40, but he's supposed to be younger than he was in that movie, so... Yeah, but he's not supposed to be six. No, no, no. He is definitely not six when we first see him there in Canary. It's that he He's at youngest, like, maybe 14. I could go as young as 14, I think, in that Canary scene, like, where he's all the weird kid. I st- That's the when thing I need still, more like, answers tribal. about. I need more answers about that. What the fuck happened there? Um, everyone died. You no, know, but did they? Or is that just what the Empire is telling us? Well, no, I mean, I'm pretty sure it everyone sounds died. like there was a uh, Canary girl at that fucking whorehouse. That's what I'm saying. Whoa. Uh, yeah, there is uh, there is multiple mentions and allusions to casual sex in the, in the Andor show. He definitely bumps uglies with a couple of aliens for sure. Hmm. Less aliens in the show than all the other ones, though, but apparently that was a conscious choice by Tony Gilroy, where he's like, I'm just not good with the puppets, basically. He's like, he's like, I'm trying to tell a real story, and yes, that part is definitely Star Wars, and you want to have that in there, and so yeah, he's got some in there, but he's like, most of the, most of the stuff works better if you're not having to also figure out how to do blocking and uh, choreo- choreography for a guy in a giant suit or prosthetics or trying to figure out where the CGI is going to go. They're like, and I think they did a really good job on the show of deciding where to use their CGI budget. The, the, par- the spaceships. Yes, the parts where they use it. The parts where they use it is. Uh, I think. Good. I think they made the right choices. Uh, the main guy Luthen uh, has my favorite uh, ship. I think in Star Wars now, the Fondor is fucking dope, and I'm just gonna throw that out there. It, it is his James Bond Aston Martin like. He even has, like, the saw blades comes out the sides, except it's giant <laughs> lightsaber laser beams that he then, like, does barrel rolls and murders two Imperial TIE fighters. Nice. It's fantastic. Big giant laser beams. But they just, like, they even, like, little sticks come out. It's like, it almost looks like lightsabers. And it just goes, chunk, chunk, and then, and, like, he does, and you're like, all right, yeah, fuck him up. This is great. Does it just spin around him? Or does no, he no, make he spins the ship, and it just, I'm like... Who is this guy? Who is this? Who is this Luthen dude? So he's lightsaber he battling with a spaceship. Uh, it's pretty dope. It's, now it's all we need dope. is Gundams. Yeah. We're getting. I think we're almost <laughs> there. We're almost there. They did that in that Star Wars Visions. There was Gundams yeah. in that. 
I try not to think about that episode of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> that one was real dumb. I think it's great if you don't think about it. Again, if you don't think about it as Star Wars, you're like, oh, a weird Japanese uh, short about uh, some fighting robots? This could be interesting. All right. Ooh, they're fighting with laser swords. Cool. Laser Gundam for my Gundam, please. 100%. If you're going to get your Gundam, get it straight from the source. It's the right choice, Peter. <laughs> you are correct, my good man. But, no, I I really... It's... Yeah, there's some great, really boring and dumb parts because they really... They dive hard into the... This is like... The story itself. I think this is what George Lucas actually wanted to do with the prequels and like, hey, this is the politics and how the Republic actually works and why it sucks and why it's falling... But they're doing that with the Empire. They're like, yeah, this is how it actually works. This is what's going on behind the scenes. And this is why we really need to get rid of these motherfuckers. Ah. Yeah. Why does it seem like everything's, you know, so orderly and better under the Empire? Blatant corruption. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the comments I, say, I made when we were watching it. As I was like, Coruscant looks so clean. Yeah, because nobody because there's a curfew and nobody goes out after eight p.m. at eight p.m. and nobody's buying death sticks anymore, baby. Nobody's buying death sticks anymore. They all wanted to go home and rethink their lives. Oh no! But yeah, I will say uh, it looks like Palps got out there and uh, got them to street, sweep the streets and do stuff like that. It's very clean, very orderly, and extremely depressing. I hated. That um, deputy guy. What deputy director Karn? The one that got like fired. Yeah, Cyril then... Karn. Yeah, I did not like him. He was so. I annoying. can't possibly imagine why he wasn't your favorite character. I love the actor because he did the great job of like the guy who did Joffrey in uh, Game of Thrones and like uh, even what's his, uh, Tom Felton for like Draco Malfoy where you start to hate the actual actor because he's so good at making you hate the character that he's playing. You're like. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Fuck everything about that guy. But you're like, no, he's just a really good actor because he is making me hate that motherfucker. And I don't know, but somehow he managed to always look like he's on the verge of tears the entire right? time he's on screen. Like he all, he even just constantly looked like he wanted to cry. Even when things are going well, even like, like it doesn't happen very often for him, but like the two times that things actually go well, you still see in his eyes that he's like, I'm about to cry because I finally did something right kind of thing like that too. And you're like, Jesus, bro. Things are not things are not fun for you, but I want to do too much spoilers because I think I, I honestly I think you would actually really like this show as well, um, Tom. It's it's more like a live action Clone Wars in that kind of respect, but more serious. It's like if it's like if the Clone Wars and the West Wing had a baby. <laughs> There's actually a lot of great walk and talks in it. I was I was on for it. It was it was and the casting and the acting is just absolutely fantastic scars guard does the scars guard thing where you're just like okay yeah and then uh diego luna is he uh is, mm, chef's kiss he he kind of um when he's like in his uh rebellion uh persona like you know he just looks like a scoundrel type mastermind but when he's playing like the his like upscale art dealer like he wears this ridiculous toupee oh no like he like even big or whatever he even does like the full like uh actor sitting down in the mirror in their dressing room and he sits there and he's like he does the like like a couple hand motions and he's like he's like he's trying to get back into the character he's like oh yes what what's what do i do 
And like you can see like in the moment in his eyes and honestly I think they, they're really just filming Stellan Skarsgård actually like actually getting into the character too and like which but it was it was perfect for the thing he's like no I gotta get into character and then he's just like yes and he goes hello and you're like yeah alright you pompous asshole that's perfect that's great cover uh, oh and Andy Serkis shows up uh, for three episodes and he's just, probably the best character uh, Probably should have made him an alien if you were going to make anyone an alien. If that motherfucker doesn't at least get an Emmy nomination for this movie or for the show, the Emmys are more broken than I already thought they were. So, Peter, I have a question. He should win, but he Go for it. he should win, but he might not. But he at least deserves the nom. <laughs> what happened to the other four thousand nine hundred and ninety-eight people? Uh, they probably drowned. A good portion of them drowned. There might have been others that got away. Yeah. Theoretically. This might is uh, like this isn't something we would know from books or shit. Like they probably mostly died. This this movie the show is called Andor. They're gonna follow Andor and whoever's I, with I him. Mean, I get that, but I feel like more than one dude should have made it to that particular island with him. Especially because when he fell off, he didn't even like it wasn't like he was like, oh, I'm jumping with everyone. Like, no, he was trying to talk his friend and say, hey, man, it's going to be okay. Like, I'm going to help you out. And then kind of just got. We don't necessarily know exactly where they were in the ocean. They probably could have gone different directions and found places. Or most likely, again, a good portion of them definitely drowned. If you're the looking at they were lit- semblance of a leader couldn't swim and had to stay behind on the prison. So it's not like they're going to be sticking together after this. No, they literally it's, really know each other. It's like a donut in the middle of the ocean and they are all swimming away from it in all directions. So yeah, theoretically some, maybe Andor did just get lucky and he was the only one pointed in the right direction. And that's why they got out of there though. I didn't realize. Um, so the guy that's hanging out with him there, Melshi, if I remember correctly, uh, that's actually the two of them that when they actually escape, they are going around. He's in rogue one. Yeah. I didn't realize it at first. I was looking about. I was l- looking at some stuff and uh, listening to some stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, that motherfucker is in Rogue One. He's he's like he's on not in Rogue One. He's on Rogue One when they take off, kind of thing like that. He's one of the he's one of the, like the six guys that volunteers because like you know me and Cass go way back. I'm like I actually kind of like that one because like yeah no me and me and Cass go way back. We've uh, we've been doing this for a while, <laughs> not since we were six, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know where he got that fucking line from. I mean, the only thing I can think is Could be that's when um, Marva just, just kidnapped him, essentially. You know, yeah, but or maybe he considers that, it. Maybe the reason they were even he was even there with no parents and just with a bunch of weird random kids on some random planet where nobody else is is because of some something that happened because of that too. So he considers that being part of the fight. But I guess it was technically a separatist ship that crashed, so that was during the Clone Wars. Yeah, that was during the Clone Wars. He he got kidnapped before uh, the fall yeah. of the separatists and the rise of the exactly. Empire. So, what the fuck were you trying to say, Andor? With the whole, I've been in this fight since I was six. Thing. Maybe it hey. sounds like to me like someone didn't watch Rogue One when they wrote the script. Uh, well, Tony Gilroy. It's almost like. That's a big problem with all current Star Wars. I, I will say that's probably not correct because the guy who wrote Rogue One also wrote and directed that episode and was the showrunner for the entire series. Then he forgot what he wrote. Maybe it was just an exaggerated bluff. Again, that seems he was like, like I've been here doing it since I was six. And everybody's like, well, I'll take your word for it. And he's like, no, fuck it. 
that seems I will figure speech again. That seems, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. That's what I said. That, that seems like a very Andor thing to do. He's like, I've been in this since I was. You, you think you're hard? I, I've been in this since I was six. Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing it since I was six. Really, you, six you, years old? No, I've been, just been doing it for a long fucking time. You've been doing it since you were eight. <laughs> I've been doing it since I was six. Fine, I'm better than you. Just listen to me, asshole. And so, he's not wrong. He is better than them. He is good at it. This is kind of a random thing. Okay. Um, that I, I I kind of realized today. It's still Star Wars related, I mean, but uh. Y'all saw the Solo movie, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, we've talked about Kenobi. Um, it disturbed me a great deal to learn that those two things, Solo and Kenobi, were only a year apart from each other timeline-wise. How yes. is that possible? Technically. Han Solo no, no, is yeah, significantly older than Leia, and that bothered me. <laughs> uh, there's a pretty big gap there, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's like a 20-year age difference. Oh, yeah, we... we... We talk about this. Before. We always kind of knew it, but I never like seeing it because like, we see like, he's an adult doing a bunch of adult shit after abandoning the military, and she's a small child sassing Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, there's like what a 10, 15 year age gap. Definitely more than that. Uh, he's got to be. I think he's. He was. I think we know he was a kid during the Clone Wars, right? He was. Uh, I think Han, if I remember correctly, was like when he actually got off Corellia there and joined the military. He, I th- believe, was technically seventeen. Well, that only makes him because how old? Was and that Leia was when he that? was off Corellia. So then he was, and then he was, then when he was actually stationed and deployed, he was done for like two years or something like that. So he's like nineteen, and it's like a twelve. Uh, because how old is Leia in Kenobi? We can like... look this up. Jesus Christ. Why don't I just... did. Um, Thank you. You're faster than me. <laughs> I was already looking it up. Thank you. So he was born in 32 BBY. Okay. And she was born, born in, in 19 BBY. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an 11, 12 year di- difference there. Yeah. 12 year difference. 13, but yeah. 13. <laughs> that still doesn't feel right. No. <laughs> She was an, she was a consenting adult. Are you kidding? I was Thirty-one with, minus nineteen is twelve. I was with a thirty-year-old when I was twenty, so nineteen. Yeah. So that seems reasonable. Actually, a twelve-year age gap is not that big. It's still weird, but it's not that big. It's not a big gap. It's not as bad as I thought it was. It's not like a grandpa going, "Hey, how uh, you doing?" It's not <laughs> a no, how are you, little girl? <laughs> it is thirteen because thirty-two minus nineteen. You said thirty-one. That's uh, my bad. I fucked that up. It's oh. thirty-two. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm not wrong. You said thirty-one. I said the wrong number. That's my fault. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Two year difference. Like, well, well, like, because well, he's like, that's thirteen years. He corrected me. I'm like, I can do math. <laughs> yeah, you can. <laughs> thirty-one minus nineteen is definitely twelve. Yeah, I, either way, out, every time that it, works out. It the just same. wasn't a visual I enjoyed seeing at all because it's like that's. Fucking weird. Uh, the weird part is um, the battle in Solo, like where he actually like gets thrown in the pit with Jupaka. Uh, Cat, that's the one Cassian ran away from as a cook. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? So Cassian also was in the it was I guess what drafted him into the Imperial military at one point in time. He was on the same planet in the same battles that Han was in. When he's in the mud, there, hmm. that's the that's the mud that he said that he died in, and they were shooting, they were fighting each other, kind of thing like that. Hmm. So Han got out at the right time too. 
<laughs> Alrighty then. Two of my favorite people in the entire thing are both uh, defectors and defectors. <laughs> Probably should be, uh, I believe, uh, the quote, hung from their neck until they are dead. <laughs> yes. Well, neither of them die that way, so. Shot in a firing line? Uh, that was, I think, the one real gripe I have with the show is the, the cliffhanger at the end. Um, I don't want to say anything because, again, we're, we're trying to again, get... I don't think that was too... Watcher, right? That wasn't really cliffhanger. That was just supposed to be, hey, you know what's going to happen. Now get excited for season two where we show you what he actually does for the uh, Rebellion now that he's joined it. Like, I, I get where you're coming from with that statement, but you're wrong because they didn't need to leave it on a cliffhanger like that. How is that a cliffhanger? It is because they didn't confirm either decision. But you already they're know trying, the answer. They're trying to get people who haven't seen Rogue One and just picked this up because it's Star Wars to be like, "What's gonna happen?" But why okay, haven't they seen so Rogue One? They're fucking. Why haven't out. they seen yeah, Rogue One? No, no one. And no like, Star Wars fan is gonna be like. Yeah, oh, you're man, not just, just gonna randomly up. watch Andor because you're like, "Ooh, oh yeah, there's a Star Wars thing." I'm like, no, like if you're if you are like into Star Wars, you're gonna watch. Pretty much all the star, you're not gonna just randomly skip something. Well, except for resistance. Do you know how many people just jumped into the Mandalorian show without having watched any prior Star Wars? Quite a few. That was that was a lot. Exactly. But I would say Andor, especially the way it was marketed, and really not marketed, I think is the bigger thing about it, because they marketed the shit out of Mandalorian. They're like, we got a shiny guy with guns, and we got a fancy little baby that uh, is super but cute. I feel do you want to watch this show? And everybody's like, yeah, I do. And where they kind of did, hey, are you way too into Star Wars? Do you really want to? Do you really want to dive into what made this thing, the rebellion, happen? Did you like Rogue One? Maybe you'll like Andor. Yeah, like I mean, honestly, because if you think about it, you could kind of watch Mandalorian casually without having seen too much other Star Wars stuff, and I don't feel like you would have been too too confused. But Andor, like straight up. Like, I, I just, I can't see anyone casually just going in and being like, oh, what's this about? I think you actually could have enjoyed The Man- uh, Mandalorian more, in fact, if you're coming into it fresh. Because then all of Dave Filoni's, uh, Dave Filoni's forced cameos would have, wouldn't have really bothered you as much. Because you're like, oh, that's an interesting new guy. Who's that guy? I'm like, there's more than six people in the universe, guys. Jesus Christ, Dave. You do, you do baby know. Yoda, you'd be like, who the fuck is that's Baby Yoda? Why do you keep calling him Baby you, Yoda? You do know that, like... Who's Yoda? Why is I didn't even baby know Dave Filoni made a cameo until we watched the behind-the-scenes thing, and I was like, oh, shit, was he really in there? Yeah, and Dave yeah, yeah, how did you not notice him? The fuck up. It's about him throwing all of these characters that he refuses to not include in a story. Exactly. No, uh, actually, Dave Filoni is also in uh, the third episode of Andor. He's one of the citizens of Ferrix banging on the walls. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But uh, to counter that point, Andor is absolutely a show that you could jump into without really having seen much Star Wars prior and still be fine. That is also true. I, th- I, I, I will say that. I think that you could, you'd be, you could be fine, but I also think like if you weren't really into Star Wars, that it would be extremely boring. I disagree strongly. That's what I will say. I, I'm going to agree with you, Peter, on that one. I think, like like I said, you could have taken the Star Wars out of it. You could have just had it. You literally could not have said anything that you could change, uh, copy and pasted all of the names to a different like fantasy setting, and it would have worked just as well. You could have changed 
uh, Coruscant to Washington, D.C., and it would have worked just as well, and they would have had regular cars instead of flying cars, and the whole show would still be, be as compelling. <laughs> Oh, like no. I said, West Wing. Me, it's more West, West Wing. More West For Wing. me, I just feel like there was there was such like big parts of it where I just got so bored and was just like, I don't care. Again, but that one was mostly about the tour de force performances that they were putting on with their acting and the really su- the subtle intonations of it. It's it's a true drama and and definitely in more of a way than any other Star Wars media has been, but. They also do a really good job of, like, in kind of the quote-unquote arcs they have on it, they tell a great story in the genre that they're doing. Because they have a, they have the, I guess the, um, the first one, the first three episodes is really just kind of the, uh, the roguish asshole arc that you, you follow Andor and you're like, okay, he's kind of a dick, but he gets results. All right. And then the next arc is basically the, um, uh, it's, it's a, it's the train heist arc and which is dope then they got the prison break arc and then they got the rebellion arc at the end kind of thing like that and you're like and each one of them even separately works really well as a story in the genre that they're trying to tell there as well yeah the prison break one might be one of the best prison breaks i've just ever seen it's very well done it's and and again andy circus i got motherfucker it should get all the awards for this he was the perfect casting for it too People are so I want to say a bunch of people behind the show have not confirmed whether or not his characters actually did. I like I said, there's a possibility he lives. They want. That's another reason the show's kind of good is they've left everything ambiguous. They're like, and again, they wrote down. Apparently, um, I was reading an interview with Tony Gilroy, and they put down like the basic out. They like didn't write all the scripts, but they knew the story of both seasons because they was originally going to do five, and they realized we can do it in two. And it'll be better in two. It'll be tighter. It'll be good. And they did all of that in like three days. Like sat down Is in the writer's room. Is that why they broke it down to like, what was it, 13 episodes? Yeah. Because wasn't it originally supposed to be 24? It, it, it is 24 episodes, but it's two 12-episode seasons now. Yep, that, that's what I was yeah. asking. Is Instead of doing one one big 24-episode, is they split it and so season one and then... Yeah, because they actually did what... Star Wars, when Disney bought Star Wars, they actually did what they should have done in the fucking first place and wrote down the whole story and what they wanted to do and then fill in the details afterwards. But you got to have A to Z and then you start filling B, C, D, E, and F. Like the MCU did. They did a great job with that, at least first phase, first three phases. They had a very set thing where they wanted to go. And then, yeah, you got to play in that area there, but they're like, you still got to get to this ending because that's where we're going. And yeah, have fun getting there but this is where we're going this is where we're starting this is where we're finishing it's how it works and they had nothing for that for definitely at least the sequel trilogies they were like we get to do star wars do it and they're like i guess whatever i want then (laughs) no direction really Oh, and now you're mad at the end and you're going to fire me because i didn't go the direction you wanted to even though you didn't tell me what direction i was supposed to go (laughs) all right i guess Bye. That's me. Oh, I thought it was a cat. Well, he did too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? But, um, but seriously, watching Andor is fantastic. We it also we also binged Tales of the Jedi. I have not done that. Uh, I agree with the original synopsis that you guys talked about last time. Like, 
the Ahsoka stuff was okay, and you know that you know I love my girl Ahsoka, but it was definitely unnecessary. Um, it, like I, I kind of wish they had just followed Dooku the whole time. The Dooku shit was good. Yeah, but Filoni can't help but shove his characters into other shit. Yeah, hundred percent. But Dooku was good, and a, a little, like I said, the Ahsoka wasn't bad, and you got to see some some stuff from pers- some perspectives that you hadn't seen it before, and. It was, like I said, it was okay. Yeah, because it was like, what, it was six episodes, and it was three Dooku-focused and three Ahsoka-focused. I would have enjoyed more Dooku. Yeah. Like, I liked liked seeing the, like, origin of Ahsoka, like, how... But they didn't even really do the origin of Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah, that's why I kind of, like, was, like, pause, reflect. Like, it was nice to see her, like, hometown... Um, I guess, and like, her, like the family, like how she was, how her. Though Peter will probably get with me on this one, I was surprised that that's what they act- the story they actually went with, and not the he story. He hasn't watched it. Well, no, I was saying, but I'm surprised that the story they went with is not the one where like her quote unquote Jedi origin story, where she actually like, gets picked up and taken to the temple, because I really thought Dave Filoni was going to figure out how to uh, shove Plo Koon in there too. <laughs> Yeah, like, honestly, I would have liked that better if they had done, like, Ahsoka Plo Koon shit. That would have been, like, badass. Um, From what I understand, aren't the Ahsoka episodes, like, very, very loosely adapted from her book? Very loosely, yes, but yes. So he managed to decanonize an entire other-ass work with three episodes of a show? But I mean, the the first episode was really just, like, a the baby is born, and then, like, her mom takes her out into the woods and she uses the force to communicate with like the tiger thing that's about to eat them. And then they're like, oh, Ahsoka is Jedi. No, uh, her first episode. I mean, I, I really do want to refocus on the fact that he decanonized an entire ass book that was written after Disney took over and purchased it for the sake of three episodes of a show that weren't very good. Um, I mean, I didn't the, know. The, the book, the I will say the book was <laughs> also written based on an outline that Dave Filoni gave to the author. And so then, he can't even keep his own stories straight. No, he used that outline again, and he just said, basically, basically because they've, yeah, there's already been a bunch of stuff about this. The interview was, he goes, well, it's just stories, and you should just enjoy it, basically. And they're like, and he's not wrong. The Why does, who gives a fuck? But the whole point was of Disney getting rid of all the other extended universe stuff was to canonize and make sure everything was clear. And then they're like, ah, fuck it. We're not even going to try um and then the and then the second ahsoka episode and, and it doesn't go like ahsoka 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 it was like ahsoka dooku dooka ahsoka dooku and then ahsoka right did you say dooka maybe dooka dooka ahsoka dooka dooka i knew what i meant ahsoka dooka 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 so the second ahsoka episode is like she has she has to go do this like training test thing and Anakin and Obi-Wan are there and I was literally like this makes no sense because this had to have happened after the Clone Wars movie because the Clone Wars movie is where Ahsoka and Anakin meet but like this it just seemed like out of place like it just didn't 
you know, the test didn't really make sense because they're like, oh, it's supposed to simulate battle droids. I'm like, well, we've but already seen already her on screen that. murder a couple thousand of battle droids. Uh, I think she's probably okay and didn't really need to take the test back at the and temple. And then they tried to like... Could you take Obi-Wan's word for it? No, I saw her murder a bunch of them. They're good. And then they had tried to like tie it with a little bow by being like, oh yeah, this is the training she used at the end of season seven when after she uh, takes Rex's chip out. And they're like gonna go. And they gotta fuck up the half the entire five hundred first legion. Yeah. And they all have their God. That that scene is still. I love that scene though, because and it was really kind of it was kind of neat on that one because you got to see it from the other side. Because in in season seven of the Clone Wars, you see it from the clones' perspective. Like they're getting on the radio from Captain Rex and they hear him like, "Oh, he's bringing he's bringing her down here. He's got her in custody." You see it from that side. But so in this in this episode that they did, you see it from Ahsoka and Rex's position. He goes. Well, I hope all this training pays off. And then they walk out and you just see 500 clones with her face painted on their face. And you're like, oh, she kills all of these dudes. Oh, fuck. And well, then, Maul, to be fair, kills a lot of them. But she does release Maul to do that. It's, it's saying she doesn't want to kill any of the clones because they're being, you know, mind controlled. And then the she last doesn't want to kill like them. That wasn't really thought out very well and just kind of that, that seems That seems very Jedi, though. Uh, I didn't kill them. I didn't pull the trigger. She is not dead, eh? Um, and then the last Ahsoka episode is basically like she goes to Padme's funeral and then it's like a little interaction between her and Bale. Um, and then like she's like working on this random farm and an Inquisitor comes to find her and she ends up calling Bale for help. And I guess that's supposed to be like how she became Again. Fulcrum. Yeah, that's the part that's loosely based on the Ahsoka novel. But it's like, yeah, I think it would have been better if you showed me either more Ahsoka Plo Koon shit or, like, if you had taken that Padme funeral episode and then showed me more of what happened after Bale. Yeah, Youngling, I would have enjoyed more Youngling Tano. Of a show. It was one episode of a show decanonizing the book. Yeah, pretty much. Wasn't Ahsoka like? But it, they're also Anakin very similar, style? and yes. he and they change all the names, so technically it could have just been a completely separate incident. From... Hang on, hang on, Tom. Tom, Tom's trying to remember things. No, I'm just, I'm confused at how these episodes go because Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan. Yes. Yes. But it sounds like he by the time was... the Clone Wars happened, she's like five. By the way, you guys are explaining it. No, she's she like she's 14, 13, 14, 13, when 14. She, when, when the Clone Wars start. Well. T Tales of the Jedi jumps through time. So it goes like from she's a baby, 14, and then she's what? 20 something. Yeah, 20, 20 something, late teens, early 20s by the, the end of that. Because I think last the Clone episode. Wars lasts for like four, between four and six years. I always forget how long it actually Because even the, the Dooku episodes jump. So it starts off with like a young. Um, a young Dooku when Qui-Gon was still his Padawan. Like, I didn't even realize that was Qui-Gon until the end when he was like, come Qui-Gon. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> um, and then it jumps to like him a little bit older and it's like a him and Mace episode. Um, Windu. Yeah, and uh, like kind of more of him taking things into his old hand and you kind of start to see how he's like, Chafing under the rule of the Jedi Council. Yeah, and then the last episode for Dooku um, really shows his like fall and how he became 
Oh, it, it's a really, separatist it's, and a Sith. It's really powerful. It's sandwich. It, it that one's really neat because it's it's takes place like during episode like right at technically right at the end of episode one and right and between before episode two starts like the death of the death of qui-gon happens in the in the thing i mean they're like oh you're gonna come to naboo for the funeral and he goes i just don't think i'd be very good company and you're like oh damn and unfortunately it well they did get the guy who voices him in clone wars who does an amazing job it's obviously not christopher lee but Qui-Gon is actually Liam Neeson because apparently he has nothing better to do than sit in a recording studio and do Liam Neeson voice now, and it's kind of fantastic. I'm like, I do love that he still loves the I character of Qui-Gon, and he goes, yeah, whatever you need me for. I know back. you guys weren't particularly fans, but if they were to do like a season two of Obi-Wan and they were like, this is going to be like uh, Qui-Gon's forced ghost teaching Obi-Wan the ways, like I, you know oh. Liam Neeson would be there in a heartbeat. And I would enjoy that show I think way more than I would have enjoyed season one, and I didn't have. And I don't really have a problem with Obi Wan Kenobi. I thought I just thought it could have been executed better, but there were some great parts to it. I just think it, it, there was definitely parts that could have been executed better. I think if they had to do it the way they did, they should have made it a movie and cut out a lot of the inane bullshit. Again, like I said, see that's could have how been I felt about Andor. <laughs> no, Andor. I, I I wanted more. Andor to me, there was not a wasted scene. Oh, and they were all chewing the scenery in every one of those scenes. Except for too. maybe that last after credit scene. That was a that, that was. What was the after? But it's an after credit scene in the last episode, so. It was the only after credit scene in the whole series, too. But yeah. it was the. Well, again, I don't. Well, I guess it's not spoilers. It, it zooms out, and they're building the Death Star already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Above because it's like no fucking shit. That's what those parts were for. Like. <laughs> yeah, they, they're working in a labor prison and they're building parts for something. They're like, what are they building it for? Everybody's freaking out. And it's like, no, fucking look at it. It's definitely the array for cre- creating the beams for the Death Star. Are you fucking morons? That's definitely what's going on. How would they know that? No, no, no. No, people no. online go, oh. people online going, I wonder what they're building the prison. The, like, one of the most prevailing. You said that too until the end. No, one of the most prevailing theories that there was is like, oh, they're just building them on one floor and then they send them down for one more floor and they get taken apart and then they send back up to the floor and they put them together. And people are like, no, That's the Empire is definitely exploiting their labor. Mm, pretty sure they got a real big project they're working on and there's only so much slave Wookiee labor. <laughs> so we'll just get a bunch of indentured servants in prison. <laughs> so. Go watch it, Tom. Very well. You can probably, if you do Tales of the Jedi, I'd say you just skip the Ahsoka episodes and just watch the Dooku ones. Ouch. The kind of, the, the it was, people it's debating really if that was the Death Star kind of reminds me of this thing uh, Jess sent me. It was like an article that said, uh, Rings of Power, is Isildur related to Aragorn? Yeah. Are, are people fucking yes. stupid? <laughs> Like, that's the whole point of who Aragorn is as a character, is that he's related to... Isildur! He says it all the time. <laughs> he carries around Isildur's bane. Tom's, like, so hurt right now. He's like, that, that just people hurts He becomes soul. king. Peter, are you telling me that people actually said that? That can't be a real Yes! Point. They're fucking idiots. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is what? We don't know the lore. On a random aside, they've cast some new people for Rings of Power Season 2. Who are they casting? Do you actually know? I, I did read the article. Don't remember because I didn't put that on my notes. Because oh, well. this was like some time ago. Well, fine. Anyway, well, we can move on from Andor, I think, then. I think we all agreed that it was fucking amazing. You should go watch it. 
Yeah. And Stephanie and Stephanie doesn't Stephanie like does not agree. And Stephanie doesn't like TV drama. <laughs> Did you, you like House of Cards? I didn't watch House of Cards. Also, you like Down? enough for today. You like you like Downton Abbey? I do like Downton Abbey. This was all of the Mon Mothma scenes were Downton Abbey. Like that was full on Downton Abbey shit. Yeah. I agree. And they were great. I do like her. Freaking... Okay, I'm sorry. Random aside. Fucking, I know that I'm late to the bus here because this show's been wrapped up for a while but i just fucking finished season three of downton abbey and they motherfucking killed off matthew and i was like are you fucking shitting me after three seasons of trying to get him and mary together and you just kill him off in a bullshit car crash i don't think they killed off matthew i don't know anything about really i have no remember, fucking idea was he the dude in prison no <laughs> remember re remember the when you asked me oh did, did those two finally get married and i said yeah they're finally engaged oh and then they killed him then they killed him <laughs> after they great. got married and she had a baby. Fantastic. That sucks. Great. Yeah, I was really mad. That's real funny. It happens. So mad. Anyway. Okay. Another Andor. My last thing I want to say about Andor is all right. So Mon Mothma's husband, Perrin, Perrin, something like that. Mon Mothma's husband, who they don't like each other, and it's great. Their dynamic is fantastic. It's the most broken household I've seen in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, it felt right at home. Uh, no, uh, but he just gives me the most, like, his vibe to me is guy who owns multiple katanas he bought from the store in the mall. <laughs> and he walks you, around and goes, and you all know, ex <laughs> you all know exactly the person I'm talking but about. But you know that and come means on, those vibes are straight up. It's, it's the but guy with the fucking ponytail that has bald. He doesn't have a receding hairline, but you are exactly right about but that. I mean, that's he's going to be worth the top knot and robes. Is like, is like, he's like, I'm just trying to, it basically, he's like, you know, you know who was kind of cool? The Jedi. I know we don't like them, but man, Wait. their drip was on point. But no, that even stands because when she goes into the, to the gallery to look for a present for her husband immediately he's like oh let me show you the new weapons i got in he is definitely mall katana guy and it's just it's the greatest it's 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 a vibe it's a vibe and uh, i there's this, a lot of characters that i love to hate in this katana is japanese steel it's folded a thousand folded times a thousand times by a old japanese man and an old Factory and it says made in China on <laughs> yeah. the bottom of it. It's just a little star made in China. Hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I got my I got my Japanese samurai sword. Where, where I don't use this one because this I one is like my special one. I believe it's from Kyoto. Um, it says you're made in Shanghai. Uh, <laughs> close, <laughs> close enough. Shanghai, close enough. Close it's got to be in Japan. <laughs> All decorative. They'll break on one swing. Hundred <laughs> percent. This one I used to cut tree limbs with. <laughs> I've cut bottles with this one. <laughs> Two liters go down <laughs> hard. Oh my god! But yeah, that is that is the vibes I was I've getting. I cut away. through it's three great. two liters, which means I probably could cut through a human torso. <laughs> pretty sure. Because <laughs> resistant there is no water. Because <laughs> this thing's so sharp. Look at it; it'll cut you. <laughs> <laughs> you could cut this. You could play freaking uh, fuck with that goddamn game. 
Fruit Ninja. <laughs> Real life Fruit Ninja. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Oh, Lord. Speaking of vibes, Christmassy vibes. We're getting sort of close to Christmas. We are. We are. We are within the legal zone for Christmas. So, um. We watched so this Thanksgiving. We're in the legal zone. Movie on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, um, called Spirited, and it stars Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. And it's, and it's not Elf Two or Deadpool Three. It, it's basically it's, it's basically both. <laughs> it's yeah, it's kind of like um, a, it's basically a Christmas Carol, but with a new musical twist on it. Um, and uh, so Will Ferrell, basically, if he, he's the ghost of Christmas present. Yeah. So like, and it's like a whole production thing, and like, they basically spend a year researching somebody whose like life they're gonna change by you know doing the past, present, future thing. Um, oh, and Tracy Morgan plays the the ghost of uh, Christmas future, and but like. So he it, he just does the voice because it's like the big death thing, but whenever he's in front of like people, all he can do is point. He can't. He, he can't, can't talk. talk. But but like like if he's in front of a human, like when he does it, it, it like basically the rules come down and all he does is point to oh there's your gravestone. And he's like I'm real good at it, but I can't do anything. Like but it's Tracy Morgan all the other time. He's like what's up motherfuckers? How we doing? But he doesn't actually say motherfuckers. I don't think he does. But uh, he I probably thinks he it. Didn't know. Uh, <laughs> But so, no, it, it's just it's just full on Tracy Morgan under the costume, and it's like the guy the guy who's doing the puppeteering for it is great because he's got his mannerisms down pretty good too. Like even the bone hands are doing like the well, I don't all I don't, over the place. It's I don't great. think that was a puppet. I think that was someone in a practical I, suit. Say, it's a guy in the suit, but like, like I said, he's got his he's got his motions down. It's pretty solid. Um, but then, yeah, and it, so Ryan Reynolds plays like they're really Scrooge, big... yeah, the modern day Scrooge. And it turns out that Will Smith. Oh, don't no. No, don't, don't, don't give the, it's a good movie. We don't need to be giving away spoilers. This is now, this is now reached, this, it's in my top five Christmas movies of all time. But you can only, but you can only watch it if you have Apple TV. It had a theatrical release. Oh, did it? Okay. But I will say 100%, it is now in my top five Christmas movies of all time. I think it's number four. I would say number four. It's fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I think that Ryan Reynolds and uh, Will Ferrell need to make about a thousand more movies together because their on-screen chemistry was wonderful. And I typically <laughs> don't like Will Ferrell movies. He annoys me. Why? Because he annoys me. Because you're broken inside. Got it. Got a little bit. <laughs> Sorry. He's not everybody's cup of tea. He, I will say that. I agree with Stephanie on he that. He can one. be a bit much sometimes. <laughs> That, and that's, I think, that that's her biggest issue. And he was actually the under-the-top one on this one. Yeah. Ryan Riddles was the over-the-top one in this one. And it, and it really worked with that, with that dynamic that Will Ferrell was basically playing the straight man in this movie. And you're like, okay, this is actually, this is, this is working pretty good. Yeah, like, I like him in his serious roles. Like, I liked him, um... Now she can't take it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the, like, in... I mean, it was half serious, half not. But like the Lego Movie, like that is not a serious role. That's why. I said, well, when he was like, when I guess human. when he's the human version, when, he, when he's actually the dad, yeah, it's kind of serious and dark. Will Ferrell, have you done any actual serious roles? Yes. Um. Uh. 
uh, Everything Must Go, if I remember correctly, one. He plays a man who gets uh, gets uh, his wife kicks him out of his house, and he basically lives on his lawn and sells off his possessions slowly. Uh, then there's the one. Oh, what is it? He's the one that. It's the one where he becomes a basically. He's a character in a book, become, but he becomes sentient and can start hearing the narration. Stranger which than was fiction. Stranger than fiction, which was technically a comedy, but it was a very black comedy. It was dark. It was pretty bleak at the end there because she's like, oh, I gotta figure out how to murder you well, and he goes, I don't want to die. Yeah. It's fucking. Like I said, it got intense. He's got some. He does have some actually very good serious dramatic roles, but like. And but and his best movies are the ones where either he goes so far over the top that it's you can't help but go okay that's ridiculous or he when he plays it subtle he does better I think boys seriously dumb cats but like like I I mean Elf is in my top five Christmas movies of all time too because that's just a that's just a cheerful heartwarming tale. You're not wrong. The only thing I ever remember about that movie is that. Nope, nope, that wasn't that movie. Just kidding, never mind. Wait, what was it? I was thinking of Santa, the Santa Claus. Santa, I know him. Well, that's actually a weird one. I was but, 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 no, the... but like, what was the thing you thought of that you thought was from that? Oh, at the end when the the one guy gets his weenie whistle. Uh, the Oscar Mayer <laughs> wiener whistle, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's stepdad. God, why do I know so much about the Santa Claus? I don't. Because it was a good Scott, movie. Scott Calvin, obviously played by... Uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Have any of y'all watched this show? No. No, but I have a really fun extra bit later that we'll talk about when we get there. I'm kind of avoiding it right now. Same. (laughs) Moving. I'm staying in the Christmas theme, though. We also went and saw Violent Night, which I do recommend. Which, honestly, if if you took out the blood and gore, would be an amazing kid's Christmas movie. But should never be shown to a child. It's basically (laughs) like if Home Alone and Die Hard... Had a baby, a rated R baby. Well, they're well, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they strayed more to the diehard side of things, but also with more with murder, but slapstick murder. He does run over a guy with a snowplow at one point in time. Uh, he murders someone by bringing them up the chimney with him. That one was dope, actually. Um, he uses his Christmas magic and grabs the guy and basically, well, he doesn't turn into pixie dust and fly up the chimney and he just gets taken up the six inch flu and you'll you know what happens then when you try and put a three foot wide man into a six inch hole quite liquefied um he anyway. stabbed a guy in the eye um with the like the christmas tree star and then plugged it in and they electrocutes him it's pretty hard but they they went with the uh they went with uh 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 Santa's origin story was that he was a uh, a Viking berserker uh, that used to uh, murder all the Danes he wanted with uh, his uh, Warhammer skull crusher. Um, so yeah, he does go ham on some dudes with a sledgehammer at one point in time. At, uh, during most of the movie, his his preferred weapon of choice is a nine pound sledge, and he is fucking people up with it. But then the the little girl in the movie does like she like they just they let her stay up late the night before and watch Home Alone. So she does the Home Alone style traps, but they show you what would have actually happened had those burglars fallen for those Home Alone style traps and how <laughs> utterly brutal they would have been to them. Oh, like instead of just, ow, shig, frig, darg, ersh, burr, like. These get, guys are going, oh, fuck! Oh, okay. The, uh, the most brutal one is she does. Oh, oh, I can't. Hold oh, on, hold on. It's, she doesn't want to listen to this. 
No, uh, so she does the whole. She's got like the welcome mat with the nails sticking up, and they're uh, and she's got it to the ladder leading up to the act, and the guy's sitting there going, "Ha ha ha, good try. I've seen Home Alone too." Uh, and so he goes around it, and he starts stepping up the ladder. But no, she sawed the second and third steps on the ladder off, and the fifth step of the ladder has another three-inch nail sticking up. <laughs> so it goes right through his chin, and he goes, and he's sitting there screaming, going, because ah! he now, both, now his legs—he's literally hanging from his chin yeah. and jaw with a nail. Yeah, he has no blown. purchase on his legs. Oh, so then the other person goes, "You'll be fine," and goes around him and just lets it does not help him up, doesn't do anything, lets him down there. And then the girl, uh, for some reason, there's 14 bowling balls in a bag in the attic. So she lets the bowling ball go, comes oh down, <laughs> hits that guy, hits that guy in the head. It rips it out of his thing. He falls down ass first onto the onto the mat full of <laughs> knives. Then he's able to unstick himself. Then the girl upstairs finally gets enough, enough one. She falls out. They both hit down, and he slams face first onto the knives thing, and he's dead. And then she's almost dead too. And then the ball comes down and crushes her face. It's so fucked up. It's great. <laughs> It's like that's what actually would have happened to Joe Pesci, and I don't want to see that happen to Joe Pesci. <laughs> no, sounds horrible. Okay, it was, it was, uh, it was. Well, again, if you took out all the gr- extremely gratuitous violence, it would have been a great the whole time. That was the only. Oh, yeah, that was the only one that got to me. The whole theater when he went, huh, everybody goes, no, oh no, <laughs> no. No, everybody in the entire theater was screaming. Like I don't think we, anybody heard the next like three lines of dialogue because everybody's no, no, oh no, stop it, no. It was, it was, it was pretty good. Okay. But overall, the movie was solid. It's, it, it's, a, it's a decent heist movie. There's a good twist, and Santa fucks some dudes up, straight up. Eight caps. Dang. I haven't heard of this one before, but I have seen a trailer for another um, Christmas horror movie. Oh, yeah? Um, it's The Mean One. Oh, um, yeah, the horror yeah. Grinch one yeah. where... Oh, hello. And it looks real bad, but I'm probably going to go see it. Like, like bad as in, like, this is, like, a... Shouldn't have even been a made-for-TV movie? Bad as in I was surprised that it wasn't made by Asylum when I looked it up on Wikipedia. Uh, or Magnet? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it does not look good at all. Well, there are some good magnet films out there. And Asylum can be enjoyed if you have people there to make fun of it. It's the you, you have to have you have to be watching in the right environment. You are correct. <laughs> They're never good, but they can no. be very enjoyable. Exactly. Speaking <laughs> of something that might not be that might be that ah. might not be good, but it'll at least be enjoyable. That, it might not Am be I enjoyable. It might not be enjoyable either. Uh, the Indiana Jones trailer was released. That actually looks really good. What are y'all talking about? Like, like I said, but hey, Kingdom of the Crystal Zach, Skull looked really good when it, when its trailers were coming out too. Zach and has, we discussed that that's an acceptable movie. Zach has reservations because he thinks it might be time travel. The, oh, I extremely doubt that. No, I, the the Dial of Destiny is the name is the tagline. Yeah, that sounds like time travel. The, the Dial. And there's definitely, like, there's a lot of flashback scenes with real young Harrison Ford. There's scenes with old-ass Harrison Ford still doing his own stunts. Uh, whoever the stunt uh, guy yeah, is, they got him, does look so they're, old. They're going to pull some Doctor Who shit. Okay, time out. I don't <laughs> think that was necessarily in going to be in the movie. I think that they that was just for, like, visual effects for the trailer with how it... So 
it basically opens with him being like, um, you know, I don't really believe in magic. And then it's showing you some fl- <laughs> some flashback scenes of previous things. And he's, and he's, but he's like, but I've seen some things in my time. I don't believe and, in magic, but and I've he seen goes, fucking God come out of a box and eat every person around <laughs> and he me, goes, every Nazi around me. So he goes, and he, and he, um, he, and he's like, and I don't think it, uh, what does he say? I don't think it's necessarily what you believe, but how hard you believe it. I've seen aliens. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> I think they're just going to, I think they're, honestly, it looks like they're just going to pretend that one didn't exist. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, this, it's supposed to play, take place in 1969, but they're still fighting. But instead of fighting the, the Ruskies, like they were in uh, number four, they're back to fighting Nazis. And I'm like, where did they find a contingent of Nazis in 1969 that is well-funded and ready to fight? So, I mean, I I, I looked it up because I was curious. Um, there is a basic premise listed for it already. It's about the space race, and Jones is uneasy about the fact that the U.S. government recruited former Nazis to help beat the Soviet Union. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Now I'm I'm seeing what, okay. Oh my God! Is Indiana Jones gonna kill Robert Goddard? Because that <laughs> might be amazing. I'm in for this movie now. God, he said he doesn't believe in fucking magic, but he fucking was tortured by a fucking Aztec priest. Yeah, he had, his, he had his heart. He had <laughs> like, his heart. On, he brought his father back from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> he has literally held the Holy Grail the Holy in his Grail. hands. Yeah, I don't really believe in magic. Mind controlled by a rock. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think you've been watching your own movies, bro. I think you remember your own that life. is the least believable thing about Indiana Jones that he just doesn't believe in magic at this point. Yeah, what a fucking idiot. No, he well, full maybe, on believes in magic. Well, Come maybe on. like when we when like we watch the movie and it's in context, we'll have a better. If that line is even in the movie, because it might not even be. It's it might true. just be a but publicity I, again, stunt to like. Start conversation like we're I'm, having. I'm just feeling the tagline Dial of Destiny, space technology, Nazis, black holes. I, I'm thinking, I really think they might go a time travel route, and it's going to kind of piss me off if they do. But it might not. But we might get a really awful CGI abomination, young Harrison Ford, and that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying good. I said interesting. We'll see how dead in the eyes he is. Uh, but they, I have also, I read a uh, interview today um, with the director that specifically is basically calling out Phoebe Waller-Bridge is not taking over for Indiana Jones. Nobody else is going to wear his hat. Nobody else is going to be using his whip. It's not, we're not, this is not the transition story for Indiana Jones and the next generation kind of thing like that. But it like, is the last Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, they're going to kill Indy. Finally. Let the man rest in fucking peace. How many Nazis does he have to kill before you let him die? Okay? All of them. Uh, guess what? It seems like he's taking out the last couple. <laughs> so, I, I get that that's a statement that's been released. Oh, oh I don't believe it for a second. The torch thing. Yeah. Um, because these people are known to often lie about things. Like I said, oh, I don't believe it for a second. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that they're going to let the IP of Indiana Jones go away. I think they're just going to wait for Harrison Ford to die. Well, yeah, then they can make another one. Because <laughs> he basically said, because if he's alive, no fan will allow you to make it. Because he's like, no, he's Indiana Jones. If he's not in it, I'm not going to go watch it. 
But if he dies, yeah. they're like, oh, Harrison Ford wanted us to make this movie. And everybody would go, bullshit, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to make four or five, really. He only made five because four sucks so bad. And he was trying to hopefully uh, gain some respectability back to the character. I'll die on this hill. Crystal Skull is not that bad of a movie. But again, critically, movie. critically and publicly panned. It was an okay movie. Look, I'm sorry that the twist in Crystal Skull wasn't magic, but was in fact aliens. I don't know why magic was more acceptable than aliens all around, but it was a good movie. Be- I think because the the it's whole be the premise like leading up to there had been ba- magic, basically. Like, it would have been one thing if like aliens had been introduced at, at a different time, but I think after magic, 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 and then throwing aliens in there just kind of... To be fair, they established that the alien stuff all happened post the original trilogy. Um, and it's not like, because a lot of people is like, oh, they threw it in right at the end that it was aliens. Like, no. No, it was pretty much throughout that whole movie that it was aliens. Yeah. They we went to Area 51. On, but it's aliens. They went to Area 51. You should have known it was aliens coming up. Yeah. But. Whatever. Frankly, I'm glad he wasn't finding another religious artifact after finding the Holy Grail. Let's see. He, he found the Holy Grail of religious artifacts. Yeah. Be done with that. Find some other shit. The Lost Ark. And they did that one. They yeah. already did That's the... what I'm saying. That's what he found. He found yeah. the Lost Ark and the... he found the Holy Grail. I guess he needs the Shroud of Turin next. <laughs> the Spear of Destiny? Ooh, the Spear Ooh. of Destiny. The Spear of Destiny was, was done in a comic. Oh, uh, yeah. It was. Oh, it there was. Were it was. It would be a good movie. Yeah. Oh, sure there was a lot. It would be good. There was a lot there of Indiana Jones comics. There was a ton of comics. There was like six or seven different games. Most of them were bad. There was a really terrible uh, TV miniseries for a little bit. Young Indiana Jones? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I call it a miniseries because I think it was canceled halfway through its first season. I don't uh, know Because I'm curious now. I know that I, well, I, I, yeah, I know there was the young the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, I believe was the name of it. The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles lasted two seasons, had twenty eight episodes and four T V specials. Huh. Yeah, did a little bit more than I thought it did. I haven't seen a single I think it was one of those actually episodes. pretty popular because I have seen this. It's just been well, I was like a kid. Oh, I've definitely never seen it. Let me see. So sorry. Um the other trailer that got released this last week was the trailer for The Last of Us TV show on HBO Max. No one cares. Um, it won six Emmys. Not Damn. the trailer. <laughs> Damn. Six straight Emmys? That's not bad. So wait, you're not Sorry. excited for The Last of Us show? Oh, I'm, I'm, I think it's a good idea to do a show rather than a movie for once with a video game adaptation because it gives you more time to spend with the characters. I'm not a big fan of the fact that instead of trying to present it through the actions of the characters, they blatantly have Joel look at Ellie and say, you're not family, you're cargo. I feel like you could have done a better job with that than just saying that as a line. Um, I do like Pedro Pascal, though. Yeah. And the clickers are creepy. Still. I didn't actually see the uh, trailer. How dare you. I don't know, it, it looks fine. I'm like going to watch it because I have HBO Max anyway. It came out after I sent the notes out. Yeah. It's just, aside from Sonic, video game adaptations have tried and failed quite a bit in the last Have been like, pretty lackluster, yes. Yeah. yeah. Again, I think the Halo show would have been great if it hadn't been the Halo show. 
right? If it had been something that wasn't Halo. Oh, yeah, it had been fantastic. Honestly. Well, I'm looking forward to season two. I want to see if they can redeem themselves a little bit. I still haven't finished season one. I don't think I ever will. The last episode is worth watching. Even if you just watch Maybe I'll go in just to watch the last episode and be, like, confused for some context, but... You, you, won't, you won't be confused for context. You'll be fine. Uh, at least watch the last ten minutes of the, first, of the last episode. It's worth I it. I love the implication with that that it I didn't need to see the rest of the no, show no. at all. You could just watch the last episode and go, that was cool. Why didn't they do that for the rest of the movie, or the rest of the show? I mean, I can sum up, up until that point, what happened... No, I don't think he. Uh, like I said, I don't even think he needs to. I Master think... Chief removes his armor and a behavioral trip fucks a girl. She betrays him. Then they fight Covenant. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Oh, there you yeah, go. See, you already. <laughs> you got it. So yeah, just go watch the last episode. Yeah, just, wa just watch him fuck up some. Co just watch him and Cortana fuck up some Covenant. It's worth it. Yeah. And he dies. <laughs> Kinda. No, well, brain dead at least. <laughs> I think the body is still there technically. <laughs> Weird cat. Right. He just doesn't fire his neurons on his own anymore. <laughs> He's dead. Was there anything Brain else dead. exciting? Oh, Tom played Stray. Tell wow, me about... that, that was supposed to be my bit, but all right. Oh, oh right. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, Tom. It's time for extra bits. <laughs> I forgot you said you were going to use that as your bit. I'm sorry. What did he play? Stray. The one oh, he plays a kitty cat. The Meow Mouse. The game that probably should win Game of the Year, but has no fucking chance of yes. winning Game of the Year. That one. Uh, was there anything else anyone else came across that anyone wants to talk about before we do the bits? I thought we were at the bits. Just uh, oh, they did, they're doing a new Transformers movie. Live action or animated? Live action, but it's rebooting. Again? What? Yeah, it's, I mean, I guess, they're doing Beast Wars now. I guess, when, when did that original one come out? Like, 2001? I guess they could do that again, can't they? It wasn't 2001, it was like 2005. I mean, I guess. Rise oh. of the Beast coming out next year. Yeah, Rise of the Beast is coming out next year. What the fuck is that? They're going to be rebooting it. It's Beast Wars. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I guess. Let's see. The original... What, what? Transformers Revenge of the Fallen was in 2008, so why is the original... Transformers 2007, okay. They, Michael Bay's Transformers started in 2007, so it's about, I guess, for Hollywood, yeah, it's about time for them to do a reboot. And let's get as far away from the Michael Bay shit as we can. Yeah, I don't need to see testicles on a robot again. What? Yeah. The giant yeah. robot that was climbing the pyramid, and he's like, I'm directly under the, the robot's scrotum. Now, the wiki's uh, listing Rise of the Beast as if it's part of that continuity, but it is not. It is and not part of the no, Michael Bay continuity? It is a reboot. It is not part of the Michael Bay continuity. Okay. With okay. Ron Perlman playing Optimus Primal. Ooh, wait, really? Optimus Primal? Yeah. Nice. That's I mean, Peter Cullen's still going to do Prime, but yeah. Still regular Prime is Peter Cullen, but... Still so weird, the range of voices that Peter Cullen does. Mm. Yes. <laughs> it's a very interesting, what is going interesting on? range. Okay, well, that's exciting for you. <laughs> oh my god, she sounded so not interested. Not at all. I was over Transformers after, like, the second movie. Like I said, I think I'm into it now because Michael Bay is not involved. <laughs> Ready for it might be good. Extra big. Oh. Cool.
fucking robot. Yeah. Being, being Eeyore and Optimus Prime, though, is a pretty impressive set of skills. <laughs> Thomas. Oh, it's my turn. So, yeah, so, like, I played Stray. I think I just spoiled that earlier. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Oh, you guys want me to spoil the premise of it all? Play as a kitty cat. Yeah, you play as a kitty cat. No, don't tell me the story. Huh? Don't tell me the story. Don't tell you the story? Yeah, don't tell no, it was a good. It was a good game. I'd give it uh, five cats. It's open world, right? Uh, for the most Ish. part. Yeah. I mean, you could finish it in well, probably a... a few few hours, like two, three hours. You know, like you can go straight through the story and not worry about it. But it is kind of one of those games where you can go around and explore the area, and then go, oh wow, cool, you know, yay. But it's not a bad game. Uh, the ending's kind of sad, but it's overall not too bad. Well, no, I don't want to play it. She's gonna have to watch the cat die. It's gonna be no, hilarious. Cat's fine. That's not what I heard about the ending. Yeah, I mean the cat's fine. Okay. So the cat's what'd you fine. what'd you hear about the ending? How did it go for you? Without spoiling anything, it's just sequel bait. No. I don't think there's any sequel bait there. Are there multiple endings? Maybe. I don't know. Well, he's looking it up. Why don't you tell us about your other Bit. My other bit is a young man who's doing a uh, math problem. And the way his math problem goes is that women equal time and money, right? Right. And what is time? To get, mo- to get a woman, you need both money and time. Yeah. And he's, so that's what it equals, right? Yeah. So women equal time and money. But what is time? Time is money. Time is money. So money yeah. times so it's, money. So it's money times money. So what is money times money? Money, money squared. squared. There you go. Money squared. So money squared, when you have money squared, kind of equals problems. But well, square, well, it's a square root of your problem. Money, money is the root of all your problems. Yeah. That's true. So if money is the root of all your problems, then on a math, you'd have a square root of P, which would be your problems. But to get rid of the square root, you'd have to... Square. So you got money squared equals problems. So women equal problems. Well, hey, women. Money, <laughs> money equals problems, and women equal problems. <laughs> it was pretty good delivery yeah. when he did it. So uh, it was a, I, had, I had seen it before uh, done uh, as uh, money is the root of all evil, so yeah. women are evil. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like one. that one a little. I like that one a little bit better. The just women, women, women equal problems. <laughs> women equal problems is pretty funny. I also like the one where it's uh, that graph where he goes, uh, "This is the crazy line." Oh, the and hot crazy is, scale. Yeah, the hot crazy scale. <laughs> it actually really upset me when they uh, they stole that for um, How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah, <laughs> Barney Barney does it in one in an episode of How I Met Your Mother, and he's doing it. And I'm like, you motherfuckers, are you even going to credit the guy who yeah. made the amazing YouTube video on this? <laughs> probably not <laughs> but i i just love him because he does it he does the, the like oh yeah you want it to intersect right here you, you want her to be above the line yeah like, you, you want to be hotter than you are crazy yeah <laughs> your girl should always be hotter than you are crazy if, if she's a if she's a 10 if she's a 10 hot zero crazy that's a dude guys i'm yeah, sorry that's a dude. That's a man. <laughs> it's like a shaded area where it says dude <laughs> yeah this, 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 this is the dude zone please avoid that area <laughs> Did you get an answer, Peter? And if you're going to be below the uh, line, yes, you to be I did. There is not multiple endings. Yeah. Um, so I went a little further into why that was being said, like why why I was hearing that there's sequel bait. And I can't say anything without spoiling anything. Um, so I won't. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate you. 
Neither no does. problem. When are you even going to play this game? Soon. Probably that, never. <laughs> I don't know Zachary. why she's sitting there not going to be honestly, spoiled. Probably never. <laughs> because if I do end up playing it, then I'm going to be upset. You wouldn't Which be upset. Why? And I really going to be that wanna, upset. I don't want to know. La, la, the ending la, in and of la, itself la, is not la, very upsetting. Ow. You're just mad that it's no. Over. It's it's not just like it's it's kind of like sad, but it's not like oh my god, I'm gonna cry my eyes out. This is so sad. It's Have just kind of like me? that sucks. She you know, cry. it's just one She's of those. It's it just sucks. That's all. Because you're like, man, that was kind of shitty. But it kind of gives its own premise. So the premise of the world, just to kind of at least not spoil anything, uh, basically you're uh, surrounded by robots that have become sentient. And those robots like kind of run towns, and you walk through those towns and and go through them, experiencing why the robots are there, and then you kind of come to figure out things. I mean, that's it. All the humans are dead. You never know. The Zachary. humans are dead. You don't no, know. No, no. I can only think. Oh, I can only think of the uh, Flight of the Concord song. The humans are dead. Yeah, but you don't. <laughs> you don't know. Great song. I fucking love that song. It's a great song. <laughs> you, Humans are dead. It's hu- it's hinted that the humans are dead, but you don't really know that. Yeah, you can't know for sure. Yeah, because you're only talking about the city. We released the poisonous gases, and we poisoned their assets. <laughs> humans are dead. Uh, mine is just a really stupid listicle, but I think it actually is very helpful in uh, your everyday life. It is a list of 11 drinks that if you order them at a bar, the bartender is either going to immediately think you're an asshole or an idiot. Uh, so read the list. What and... are some of the examples? Uh, um, the bartender will do it, but any sort of flavored, ridiculous martini, they hate you for it. They'll do it, and they become very popular, and they're they're time consuming and a pain in the ass. So they're just gonna hate you a little bit for it. Uh, the other one was uh, ordering anything uh, uh, ridiculous mocktails. Like uh, I want a I want a uh, Virgin Negroni. I'm like, well, that has Scotch brandy and. Triple second. That that's only liquor. I can't make a mocktail out of that. Uh, they can't make that non-alcoholic. It's only alcohol. I'll give you an empty glass for fourteen dollars. That would that work for you? With right. a fancy ball of ice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Throw the fancy ball of ice in there for you. Uh, I'm or, a little concerned that the first thing listed on here is the angel shot. Oh uh, no, no. That it just it throws a, it's a red flag. Well, when it started out it was a red flag. You're like that's gonna throw up a red flag because if somebody's ordering an angel shot. Somebody needs to be taken out of that place immediately. That's a red flag. All right. Who who okay. who are you ordering this angel shot for? Yeah. Who much motherfucker do I need to get out of here? Uh, so yes, that one's the only angel one shot different. or the savior. Uh, the, a bunch the, of the one that I the one that I the one that I love on there that is correct. That just every time it happens to me, I go, "You're a fucking idiot." Uh, can I get an orange juice or vodka? First of all, if you're gonna order it that way, it's vodka orange juice. The 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 it's always. Can I get a rum and coke? Can I get a whiskey coke can i get a gin and tonic you say the liquor first and then the thing you want mixed with it because you always start with the liquor that's just how it is the bartender's gonna just gonna think you're an idiot for that the other thing is there's already a fucking name for that it's a screwdriver and if you don't know that you probably shouldn't drink it go to hell there there though i do also love uh the hammer i don't know if you know what a hammer is i do not it's a mexican screwdriver it's just uh tequila and orange juice ah. So you can mix orange juice with multiple things. So your point yeah. was that the alcohol itself is mixed with whatever. Yeah, but you say. should always say the alcohol first and then the thing you want to mix it with. But what if the thing you're mixing it with is more available to other alcohols? So wouldn't orange 
and vodka be fine or orange and no. tequila can or? i get a vodka and orange juice can i get a tequila <laughs> and orange juice can i get a dark rum and orange juice you say the mixer second always but what if unless you're singing uh unless you're singing the song and then it's you're sipping on coke and rum saying so what i'm drunk uh but so it's not necessarily a rule it's more so just it's a just preference. again the bartender, <laughs> the bartender is gonna look at you like you're an idiot there's also a lot of those ones that, like that's the ones that you're like uh yes so this is your first time drinking ever i'm gonna need to see some id thank you very much you're 14 so go away it, it's one of those it's just the it's the one that the, if you order these kind of things like that you're probably going to go in for more hassle your bartender is going to either hate you he's going to roll his eyes at you or she uh they, they're just going to sit there and go this fucking guy all right uh yeah i'll get it for you you freaking idiot um but yeah so yeah it's just like it's some the other thing bartenders advice. hate is when you say surprise me yes pick a fucking drink i love surprise me oh yeah, I, give me something fruity uh, see, no, give me something fruity is different than surprise me. At if least there's say, an objective with something if you, fruity. If you say surprise me, you're getting a glass of water every time, and I'm charging you $9 for it. <laughs> if you gave me a glass of water, charge me $9, I'd throw it back in your face. I'm like, well, fuck you. Surprise! <laughs> uh, surprise, it's water, <laughs> asshole. That'll be $9. Anyway. But, but yeah, no, you say give me something fruity, I can work with that. But surprise me. I'm like, I don't know what you like. And I don't want to remake this drink six times because you didn't like it. I, I would just preface it with, I'll surprise you. But if you don't like it, you can't send it back. Yeah, then people don't like that. Not so what? You said surprise me. Give me a drink. Yeah. If you don't like the surprise, give me the drink. Bar mat shot's always a good one to surprise him to. <laughs> uh, so my first bit is Taylor Swift related. Not the Ticketmaster thing. We've already discussed that enough today. Um, Are we putting that in there? Is that going to be a Patreon exclusive? I've not decided yet. Cold open. (laughs) Fuck that shit. Um, Uh. So at the time that this particular article was written, um, I don't think it's been broken since then, but I could be wrong. But uh, Taylor Swift had broken three Guinness World Records. Um, most streamed album on Spotify in 24 hours, most day one streams of an album on Spotify, and most streamed act on Spotify in 24 hours. Um, and that was previously held by Drake. I'm glad that I wasn't part of those numbers. I have not listened to her new album yet. I haven't either, and I'm not going to. I, I felt bad. I was gonna. I, I, I was. I was almost gonna listen to it on the record player because she bought the. You actually, she actually bought the real album, and I'm like. It's still in the plastic, and it feels like an asshole move to open up her uh, album. So I'm not going to do it. Um, I'll make you listen to it when we go up to see my parents this weekend. Congratulations to me. I guess. <laughs> Actually, I've heard her new album is honestly pretty damn good. To Peter's knowledge, Witch Bucket is not on that, right? Yeah. Peter? She still hasn't technically written Witch Bucket yet. It's coming. I know you don't it's know coming. That she hasn't written it. I we, think she's just hiding it from the world. She hasn't. She hasn't released it yet. She we, hasn't released it. We actually did discuss this because he um, listed the names of the songs when I had gotten the album. But as a reminder, so this is the some of them are ridiculous. The names of the songs that could be uh, that could also be Halo ships, um, and this is the extended three a.m. edition. So we have Lavender Haze. Maroon, Antihero, 
That could be a hit with Alicia, for sure. Snow on the Beach. You're on your own, kid. Not that one. No. Midnight Rain. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Question. No. No. Vigilante shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Bejeweled. That no. could be. Yeah, I can see that. Labyrinth. Yeah. Karma. Yeah. Karma. Uh-huh. Sweet yeah. Nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mastermind. Uh-huh. The yeah. Great War. Yeah. Eh, maybe, but it was a little on the nose. Bigger Than the Whole Sky. Somebody, no. Somebody floated that name, but they said thing. no. Yeah. Paris. <laughs> Yes, there's no. definitely a there's a definitely a UNSC Paris out there. High infidelity. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. Maybe. Glitch. It's a pirate ship, I think, but yeah. Would have, could have, should have. Should should have, but not. And dear reader. No. Where's Witch Bucket? I will say. Um, I'm saving that one. Unreleased. There is not a UNSC Paris, but that is a class of ship. Ah, there it is. Yeah. You're gonna get, you're, you can have a UNSC Paris class ship. All right, still, got it. still Halo related. Still on there. Still feels right. Still feels right. <laughs> uh, and then my second one for your weekly dose of Disney. Uh, so going back to what we were talking about earlier with um, the new Disney Plus series, The Santa Claus. Apparently, there was a social media uproar over a satanic message in the show. What? Maybe a Santanic message. So, uh, spoiler alert, um, Santa's basically looking to retire. So, like, during his, like, retirement party or whatever. I thought that was the escape the... clause. Yeah, bitch, I don't know. Well, I'm just can, telling you. He can you... give it up. What part of the escape clause? Yeah. So the um, elves all, like, throw him a little thing, and it's supposed to say, we love you, Santa. But it says we Bloody love you, Satan. Satan. <laughs> and then they move. Yeah, yeah. yeah and funny. then and then like Santa goes, guys, spelling. And they look and they go, oh, and they fix themselves. But that's just fine. But you know the crazy part of the internet is just like, oh my god, Disney loves Satan. The, the problem with I that love is that there's uproar over this because this is something that me and my brother used to do to our parents when they would put stocking ups. My mom bought little hangers that spelled out Santa. So you always make it say Satan, of course, yes. Every time. 100%. <laughs> no, my favorite part about I guess I had not heard about this, but I, I had heard the opposite end of controversy, that people were freaking out because uh, specifically Tim Allen said, we're going to make this a very Christ in Christmas kind of show. I'm a traditional family values Christian guy, and we're going to make sure that, yeah, it's about Santa. But it's also about the real meaning of Christmas. We're putting the Christ back in it. And I'm like, so it's kind of funny that there's now a controversy about them talking about Satan in the show when he, like, specifically about the show is like, no, it's super, but it's actually a, really Christian, the yeah, show. Yeah, but it's a fucking joke. It's, you know, like, it's, like, yeah. it's a funny joke where you go, guys, spelling. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, that's but, it. But I do love that there's now a controversy about yeah, there's Satan. There's a fucking straight up you, from Satan in the show. Straight up uproar. Random aside, did you, did you hear about the uh, uproar over the Macy's? Thanksgiving Day Parade. No. No, they didn't actually show any uh, floats. Oh, didn't they fuck up the gender of one of the fucking balloons? Of a cartoon dog. Yeah. Was it one of the Paw Patrol dogs? Or was it Bluey? No, it's from its own show. It was Bluey. A dog. Bluey. Bluey. I'm gonna... Is he a non-binary I'm gonna assume... Bluey's a girl. They said, like, good boy or some shit. Because they (laughs) they they probably assume... Oh, 
Blue is for boys, so clearly it's a boy dog, and everyone's like, "You misgendered the." You girl. assumed her gender. Actually, blue for blue <laughs> is also a girl. She uh, is, and her best friend is magenta. Who is a boy? Who's but, a boy? But bluey. <laughs> is bluey gonna blow? Honestly, there's probably like some fucking like 35 year old or something announcing this thing, and then here's blue and goes, "Oh, it's blue." He's here. What a good boy. He doesn't know that Blue's a girl. Yeah, look at that good boy there. It's a dog. They're he doesn't all, fucking know. All dogs are good boys regardless of gender. And all cats are assholes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cat, uh, cats are gender neutral because they're all assholes. And everyone has an asshole. But dogs are, it doesn't matter if it's a boy, girl, spayed, neutered, pregnant or not. They're all good boys. The Just not good boys. God, what was that meme that I saw? It was like dog owners meeting other dog owners like oh is he a good boy he's a real good boy and then cat owners to other cat owners how much is he an asshole and the other all one was time. like 100%. all the time 100 <laughs> yes <laughs> full-on asshole peter uh yes um they're doing they are in fact releasing the white dragon the or the legend of the white dragon the jason david frank movie I'm that everyone thought was going to happen dragon. after he killed himself ah that's really sad <laughs> Don't bleep that out. <laughs> well, I, I don't know why I chose this because I'm not a big fan of Jason David Frank, and it's just a big risk to get us canceled by like 40 year old Power Rangers fans. <laughs> he kind of looks like the uh, poor man's Freddie Prince Jr. That's what I've always thought about him. A little bit. He's like um, it, he's like the K-Mart version of Freddie Prince Jr. It doesn't look very good. If you watch the trailer, it's like this. This feels like the Asylum version of the Power Rangers movie. It's, the promotional material looks fine. interesting. It's fine in a standstill. Like I said, but when yeah. it's in motion. I'm just saying, I would buy that action figure. The action figure, look, think, I think, would be solid. They, they could have, they could have a one six size statue statuette that would look pretty damn cool. But yeah. I'm just saying, it kind of looks like Spartan armor. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> A little, actually, I'm getting more Destiny vibes. A little bit, yeah. Like Destiny oh, Warlock. Yeah. It's like Destiny Warlock vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw a cape on there. Yeah, if you threw a cape on there, it's Warlock. Just, it's dumping a lot. Like it, it, For the first couple of minutes, like, okay, it's going to be a movie about these guys recruiting uh, Jason David Frank to be the new White Ranger. And then that part ends like, oh, wait, no, never mind. He did a big illegal, and now the U.S. government is hunting him. What? But there's also a version what? of him that works for the U.S. government and is also hunting him, is but he's like green this time. A Jason Bourne knockoff? I'm confused. Well, it, it, you know what? To be fair, it does establish in the first like 30 seconds that there's like a bunch of clones of just random people. What the so, fuck? <laughs> in the uh, like he he asked because he fights like the the not Power Rangers. Um, the not Power it, Rangers because they're trying to prove that it's like he he can be the White Dragon. Um, and he asked, like, well, why did you guys have to fight me to figure this out? But, like, we had to make sure you're not a clone. And I'm like, okay, so clones exist. Cool. Apparently we're cloning. <laughs> Stop cloning around, guys. Yeah. Um, I don't want to shit on someone's final work, uh, but Jason David Frank has never actually been known for his acting. Yeah. It, oh, here's the it's synopsis. It's going to have the voice actor for Ichigo in it if you're a Bleach fan. Oh, there you go. I don't think there's any Bleach fans left after what happened. But I I, I'm just enjoying this uh, the synopsis here. In the aftermath, the city was left decimated. 
a past reminder of the great battle and fall of heroes. The heroes were blamed, stripped of their titles, and hunted. So it's basically like, yeah, what if the FBI started hating on the Power Rangers? <laughs> Wasn't that the synopsis of The Incredibles? Yes, it was also somewhat the idea of like the hard, gritty Power Rangers fan reboot that happened a couple years ago. Uh-huh. That Jason David Frank was like, you shouldn't fucking do that to Power Rangers. It's stupid. It's got to be for kids. And like, but turns out you've been doing this all along. He just got mad because someone stole their, his idea. <laughs> That's what it was. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. But no, seriously, like, rest in peace. Condolences to his friends and family. Like, it's shitty what happened. Right. I mean, he, he, he might not have been my favorite actor, but from everything I've heard, he was a pretty cool guy. We also lost um, Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley, and um, look who's talking Nikki, now. Nikki Nikki Acox from she played the original Meg on Supernatural. Yeah. And I think some did someone uh, else pass recently too, or was that it? Lots of people die. Yeah, but that was that was like before Thanksgiving. Yeah. This has all happened since then. <laughs> around in whatever it's all fine no it's not it's sad yeah yeah but as tom would say she old i mean christy alley was 71 yeah she was getting old but she also had cancer and didn't really tell anybody yeah it was it was was one of those it was one of those like norm mcdonald things where it felt like it came out of nowhere because they just didn't fucking tell anybody but you know what's, what's weird about her her thing is because Remember, um, so last season, not this one that just happened, but the one before that of The Masked Singer, she was actually on it. And remember I even said to you, I was like, something just seems off about her. Apparently she had cancer. Uh, well, yeah, obviously we know that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, you were right. Apparently she had cancer. Uh, you know, there's some fucking weird shit. Actually, this, se- this season of The Masked Singer was pretty good, too. I didn't, I didn't like, like their the format, format but, but the singers were good. This Jason David Frank thing. Basically, him and his wife, they kind of separated. And I think that's because, like, I guess the wife's child died. Oh, that's and then, really sad. Yeah, and then basically, uh, after the thing, they kind of got some encouragement from family friends that they kind of got back together and they went to go take a two-night getaway. And that's where he <laughs> oh, shit. did it. <laughs> with her <laughs> I'm yeah, like that's Peter, a fuck Peter, shit earlier weren't you saying that a bunch of people like blamed it on her i mean it yeah. could be one of those things where they they got into a fight or something and just pushed him over the edge finally or something you know but i mean that that's some, a terrible situation overall. yeah that's some Damn. fuck shit i mean you did it with her there too so that sucks but i mean a, a bunch of other people that knew him came out that he he'd been he's struggling been problems. with problems for a while yeah and that's what this says uh, he does that he's been struggling with demons so a bunch of assholes on the internet being like, oh, it was her is fucked up regardless. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, there's always something, but who knows? And it in the was end, that's murder. <laughs> Doubt it. Probably not, no. But, but no, if anybody's feeling that way, look for help. That's definitely not something that needs to happen. Please reach out. Yeah. But yeah. Well, we're just going to end this on a glum note, aren't we? It always happens. Well, y'all made me go last, and I had the, hey, check this out, about a dead guy, so. (laughs) 
I brought some cool. levity back well, to it. Oh, <laughs> right. The 8-Bit Cash Show usually comes out on Fridays when we're not sucked into work lives. Don't forget to like and subscribe and comment. And you can support us on Patreon, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I try to keep up on everything, but I've been very sick and busy. Rate us I'm on the podcast tired. platform of your choice. Do that too. Until next time, geek out, be fabulous, and have fun. Anybody who buys Taylor Swift tickets, just Jesus Christ. Hey, Tom. Why? I'm just because they they're you paid so much money for them. Why? Are you getting stir crazy at home? Does this look like you on a daily basis, patiently waiting to catch your laser? How about you watch us on YouTube at Hey Bitch Cats? Because we'll take away your boredom. And you won't be like this cat, patiently waiting. Get it, Patches.